We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC, thanks for being here. Thursday afternoon is a great afternoon because the uh, weekend energy is in the air. Let's talk with Robert calling from Massachusetts. Hey, Robert. Hey, Todd. Rob Hyde here from Belchertown, Massachusetts. What's going on? Just touch a base with you. Want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year if I don't talk to you. All right. Well, thank you for doing that. Uh, let's talk to Mark in West Hartford. Hey, Mark. Hey, just real quick, um, I'm hoping anybody who has a relative or a friend or a neighbor or somebody who's a veteran and you feel like they're not getting the services they need, what you have to do is just simply go online and they're called VSOs, Veteran Service Officers. Now, there will be your they're, – they're government employees and basically – But they work, their, they work for the VA and their job is to know – how to integrate you with the appropriate services? Yeah, but it just seems like so. I'm, before you and I ever connected, this was a big um, crusade of mine with a good friend of mine, Herb Mitchell, who opened up my eyes to just how broken the system is. And he was uh, he was a VSO, and he gave me all the inner workings. The bad part is they're all apples and oranges. You could get a, you could get a an agent that knows every. They're almost like attorneys where they know everything. So. At whatever conflict you were in, let's say you had an ailment, let's say you had diabetes, uh, a good agent will somehow find out and do the research to see if any of the conflicts you were involved in could have led up to yep. whatever ailment. In this case, I said diabetes. The other thing he told me, and this is quickly, spouses, we're running out of time. This is for the spouses that are widowed now. He believes 50 to 60% of the spouses are not getting the benefits that are due to them because they never pursued it. So remember that. So where do they go? What are they looking for? They call up the VSOs. VSOs. Find yourself a VSO. Thank you, Mark. Good to talk with you. 860-522-WTIC. Mark Christopher. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Okay. Okay, okay. I've got something I want to talk to you about that's kind of funny and kind of serious and uh, worthy of your attention. I've, I've never heard about this story. My wife mentioned it to me today. She was looking. You no, know, I, I guess she was watching, you know, 
the news that she's always watching, bouncing around TV stations, checking out what's on the air. And they come up with the craziest stuff to talk about in, in what they call news programs now. You know, they call it news, but, it, but it's not newsworthy. It's not newsworthy. It's just something they think you might be interested in because they're thinking about clicks. They're thinking about a retention. They're thinking about how long they can keep you stuck to their station. And they do that by any means necessary. But it doesn't mean because you're watching a news program that that they're going to show you news. They're perfectly happy to show you something else. And they do it all the time. So this story is about marriage. This story is about, well, ostensibly about marriage. And, but she said it's the new thing. So I went to, she said, have you heard the new thing in marriage? And I said, no, what is the new thing in marriage? And um, she said it's, it's staying married but living in different homes. Living in different homes? People are having trouble living in the home they're in. And being able to pay those bills. But, but, you know, there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people who aren't constricted in those economic ways. So I wanted to run this idea by you and see if you think it's a realistic. Because the flip side of the story is, okay, this is silly. But the flip side is that marriage seems to be getting, well, falling apart as an enterprise. And if you look at the people, the young couples who are settling into suburbs and or semi-suburbs, you know, these uh, near-the-train kind of areas where young people like to settle, they're, um, they're often not married. They might be married until they have children, uh, unmarried until they have children, and then they say, oh, we should get married. We've got kids. There's a lot of people who do that. There's a lot of people who think they're going to do that, and then they have the kids and they don't get married. And then, you know, after a few years, something comes up and they're worried about legalities and they get married. And there's other people who never get married. This is, I'm not saying it's the majority or anything. I don't know. But my sense is there are people who do this now because marriage doesn't connect with them. When they look at the environment that they're in, when they look at the world and they look at their lives with their semi-spouse, and they say, well, why would I get married? What do I need the government's involvement in my life for? And when I have that question pop up, then I say, okay, this is corresponding to my sense of government. Government should not be involved with our lives in any way. That would be the ideal world. That government does it just never involves itself with our lives. So maybe marriage should be a private enterprise. You can go to uh, Marriage Anonymous and uh, get, get what they offer for a, a form of marriage, or maybe they'll talk you out of it. They'll have you go through the the 12 steps and you could sign up for any kind of marriage program you want. You could do it through your church. You could do it through your private organization. But why would you have, you know, when the whole same sex marriage thing happened, this, this kind of popped up 
why should government be involved? If government weren't involved, then we wouldn't have laws about how marriage works, and then people could go get a marriage at the place they want, they, you know, that had marriage that matched their belief system. It would be a private market, just like we think everything should be, don't we? Anyway, here's the story. The model coupling, the dream, if you will, was always Helena, Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton, Hollywood people, or Annie Leibovitz and Susan Sontag, maintaining a marriage, de facto or real, across two separate households so that you get all the benefits with none of the ugly bits. You could keep the magic alive, extend the honeymoon period indefinitely, and by protecting your space and rationing your time together, create a scenario in which you are actually happy to see each other. Trends originating with celebrities tend to be fake, meaningless, or massaged. But the appeal of this model has lingered on, says this story in The Guardian, the British newspaper, which uh, just was printed a few days ago. No, today. Um, and the idea is, should uh, the question for you is, should marriage be rearranged so that, or is this a viable model, do you think? What do you think of the trend that they're claiming is going on for people to live separately and stay married and have a marriage based on not living in the same house together? Now, that might seem impossible, and it might seem really wasteful, and it might seem not viable, but what do you think of it as a model? Do you object? Do you object to people experimenting with marriage to try to find a better way? You know, we used to be in the restaurant business, and one of the things I found interesting as, as somebody acting as a host in, in a restaurant, one of the things I found interesting was this idea that one table you would be talking to would be a married couple, and they were all vibrant and having fun together. And then there'd be other couples, usually older couples who'd been married a long time, who had trouble mustering any sign of excitement for their own experience, like being out to dinner to spend a lot of money. It strikes me that that shouldn't ever be our condition in life. We should never be at a point in our lives by our own choice, it, that where we are, uh, where where life has become so dull to us and and so devoid of energy, passion, excitement, whether it's a job or a relationship or what have you, we should be alive for as many seconds of the day as possible, right? Not going through uh, the motions of life in a coma. You want to have a relationship. At whatever point you're having the relationship, you want it to uh, be filled with the, some kind of joy associated with that relationship. Isn't that right? So anyway, I'd like to get your feedback on this. 860-522-9842. The idea being pushed is stay married but don't live together. What's your reaction to that idea. That's the question. 860-522-9842. And it does sound Hollywoodish. It does. But what do if we a limit step away from our own prejudice against Hollywood people because they're leftists and because they're so self-indulgent. 
and just look at it as an incubator for new ideas because they are self-centered enough that they will try things others won't. And because uh, oftentimes they have the money to do whatever the heck they want. If they're experimenting with having marriages that don't bind them to a set of uh, cultural expectations that don't match up to their own expectations, what's wrong with that? Isn't that a good thing? Aren't they innovating for us on our behalf? And shouldn't we be excited? Isn't it a good thing if other people do the research? Because what tends to happen is we adopt over time things that we found um, distasteful or maybe we just rejected because they sounded so new that we didn't want to entertain them. So that's my question for you. Is this uh, too much to think about or is it not much at all? To me, given where we are today, I prefer to have people not jumping into permanent relationships who aren't prepared to do it. And I don't know if anybody's prepared to do it. You know, some people have great relationships because they were lucky, maybe. And it, it was designed to last forever. You know, uh, built to last forever through no fault of our own, but it just turns out you were right. You picked the right person. And other people, well, l- let me just share one other thought with you. I philosophically believe that you don't judge a relationship by how long it lasts. You judge it by its quality. And if you can have a quality relationship with somebody for a couple of years and then call it quits and move on, that's not a bad thing. That's an experience. And we look for that when we're young, but we're figuring that's a coupling that's based on walking down a path, moving down a path towards creating a permanent relationship that that will be a safe place where kids can be brought into the world. And the real problem is kids being brought into the world where there aren't solid, mature adults prepared to commit themselves to the kids in the way the kids deserve. Do we agree on that? And I just feel like, even though I don't recommend that we move towards a system where people don't live together, there's no particular reason why a marriage has to be what anybody wants it to be who isn't you and the person you're having that relationship with. So I may not want to do that. I don't want to do that. I wouldn't want to live separately. The joy for me of being married is is that we're together all the time and we get to hang out and experience what each of us has to contribute to each other. Like if I had to be living in a separate house from my wife, I'd be going over there to, uh, I'd be there all the time to do all the things that I have to do all the time. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it doesn't make sense for me. And likewise her, she's always cooking beautiful meals. I'm always cleaning them up. We're doing stuff for each other and for us. But other people, it might work great. So what? 860-522-9842. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is Carol. Hello, Carol. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Hey, you know, I was thinking 
about what you were saying, and uh, it's, uh, I got divorced, I got married too soon. How old were you? And I got divorced, and he ended up being uh, abusive after two weeks. It really sucked. Come on, how old were you when you got married? Well, my first marriage was when I was 25. Oh, 25 the is last one, and that was the best one. I shouldn't have. I should have stayed with him. Really? Now the last one, he was, <laughs> he was perfect. And then two weeks into the marriage, he, he became abusive, and it really sucked. Oh, that's awful. It was awful. Now you broke up the first marriage too soon. You say what? What made you do that? Do you think? Why do? Why do you view that as a mistake in retrospect? Because he was a little boring. You thought yeah. uh, boring was bad enough to... Yeah, but he was still the best guy. Oh my God, I made a big mistake. How long were you married? A year and a half. And how did you broach the boring topic with him? What's that? How did you communicate to him that, that his dullness was worth breaking up for? How did that we, go? We never argued. We didn't really have any kind of Oh, okay. So he was not just boring, but he was hidden away somewhere. He was somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. So maybe he wasn't that great. But the second guy was a disaster. How long did that one last? Um, I made a really big mistake. I uh, <laughs> I married him after only known him for four months. Yeah. And then, how long did you stay married? Well, after two weeks of being married to him, he started becoming abusive verbally and occasionally physically. So, no, that's, thank God, over. So you ended that quickly after the abusiveness started? Yes, because abusiveness sucks. It's terrible. So how does that, how do you feel then about this idea of, of married couples living separately? I think it might be a good idea. Which of your marriages do you think might have worked better? I mean, do you think the second guy might have been a really good guy if you could have found a way to avoid his him getting falling into whatever the pattern was that made him be awful? No, no, no. I no. According to his family, he just is. That's not, how he is. And so the first guy, you think you could have? Guy, yeah. You, I married him because I had to marry him because he was uh, Danish and. He was going to get kicked out of the country, so I had to give him his green card. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it was a business relationship. It, it was, but it was love. It was a loving business relationship. It, it, yes, it was. But it turned out to be a dull business, so you wanted to go in another line of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you think, you know, why, why do you... I love pilots. Why, <laughs> so you think, he, we just have 10 seconds, but he would have been okay if you, maybe, if you live separately? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I All think right. you might be on something there, buddy. Well, it's not my idea. It's it's a Hollywood idea, but it, you know, it's starting to catch on. So I thought it'd be good to talk about eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Miss T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yeah, baby. Oh, well, what, what you want to know what we're doing. Yeah, that's fair enough. So uh, we'll do the rants during the first half of the five o'clock hour. We will do the um, we will do uh, Reese is coming on during the uh, second half of the next hour. And uh, in just a few minutes, James will be with us again. You remember James? He, I think he started with us at age 12 or 13. And now, I don't know, he's like 27 or something, it sounds like. I'm exaggerating, but I mean, he sounds like a grown-up man now and much more mature in what he has to say. So we'll have a nice chat with James coming up. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because it's it's the idea of, you know, like we just went through the whole Lebo thing. Lebo, three and a half years that we've been waiting for him to get out of prison, he got out of prison. It's really great to go through that transition with him and i like the idea of uh following james into adulthood in a similar kind of manner and uh well i don't mean i want james to go to prison but (laughs) i mean that everybody's life arc is different and it's good to have uh the time value with people so anyway if you want to get a rant in 860-751-4698 the rants are going to be fun they're going to be a little different because um because we have uh well, I, I've grabbed a bunch of different rants from different periods of time. We've got a little montage going on today. And again, that'll be in about uh, half an hour. And we'll take a phone call or two before we get to James. And before we do that, we'll get a traffic and weather together on the eights, which we can do right now going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, what's rocking your life? Let's talk about it on WTIC. 860-522-9842. Ernie calling from Portland. Hello, Ernie. Hey. I was just calling about the the marriage. uh... Yes, the idea for marriage that uh, the New York Times just did a big write-up on it, too. It's uh, The idea is what if you lived separately? I guess some couples are trying it. What do you think of that idea? I think it 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 kind of undermines the whole purpose of, of of marriage, and it makes it difficult. It makes it more difficult. It'll it'll make you it'll it kind of takes away for what 
why you even get married? Because, I mean, the way that we live our lives right now, marriages become more transactional than, you know, we're at, we're at work, where, you know, there's media, social media, people are becoming more insular even in their own homes. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to, to have a, a spouse that you're not seeing every day or that you don't live with that don't hold you accountable to the, to the, the moral and legal uh, obligation that you made in marriage. Because, you know, when, when you're by yourself, it just, it just breeds more opportunity to to uh, cause disruption in, in marriage. People oh, I, have- yeah, it's interesting. I didn't even think of it in that way. What you're saying is people will take their marriage commitments more like, lightly if their spouse isn't right in front of them. So I think a lot of people will. I think, you know, I mean, there's, there's the good things about marriage, but there's also the, the, the difficult things about marriage that, that bind you to your spouse and reinforce to you the reason why you're, you chose to obligate yourself to that person. And, and those both things are, are equally important to maintain a, a marriage. And I think that that gets diluted when you, you know, you don't see your, your spouse every day, you know, or if you don't, you know, you're not there to see him, you know, the hard times, the good times, just, the, just having an out, just having an out when times get difficult that you can't process through your issues because you can just take off and, and just go to your house. And, and, and avoid your spouse altogether, you know? However, Ernie, don't you think we have a problem with marriage in that most marriages uh, end in d- divorce, according to the statistics? Well, I think not everybody, I mean, that's part of the, the world we live in. Not everybody's meant to get married. There's so many things that are forced upon us when we're younger that we think that that's a milestone in life and that's part of the, the the experience of life, but not everybody's meant to get married. Just like not everybody's meant to go to college. Not everybody's meant to do those things. You gotta, you can't let society mandate and, and, and dictate to you what you do. You, that you, when you get married, that's a, a choice that you're taking on you. That's an undertaking that you really need to, yeah. to uh, evaluate before you, you go into it. You know, not just because society says, well, you know, you went to school, you went to college, you got a career, now you got to get married, now you got to have kids. Like, that's not, you know, you have to understand what you're doing. And some people, you may, you know, it may not be for them, you know. All right, Ernie, it's good to get your opinion on this. Thank you for sharing. 860-522-9842. Time for us to check in with young James, who has called us a couple times in the uh, past year or so, or however long it's been since he was on regularly, but it's been a while. James, thank you for joining us today. Hello, Todd. Thank you for having me on the phone today. How how um, old are you now? I am, uh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, you forgot how old? <laughs> yeah, sorry. You've gotten that old. You've moved on in years so so much. Yeah, yeah yes, I understand. So. All right, I so, in, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's nothing, whatever. Yeah. No, you're now in what? You can fill us in if you want. Oh, yeah, now I'm, I'm now uh, 14. That's it? Yeah, that's it. But you sound so much older. I thought you were, like, probably you driving and, and going out on dates and uh, taking trips on the weekends without your parents. But, okay, a couple more years. Yeah. So uh, what's on your mind? Well, I would like to continue the conversation I had started um, in my last call, where I was talking about how people like Ron Paul and the libertarian movement are actually hurting liberty in both America and throughout the world whenever they rage against um, whatever they believe is American imperialism. Now, 
Why, why, why is that a bad thing for them to bring up? Well, it's a bad thing to bring up because American influence does two things. It protects American liberty and it protects Western liberty. American liberty is protected, obviously, because the Americans will have to concern less about their national security when they know it is assured by the American state. When the American state is able to protect itself and has the power to do that, that means it's not actively trying to defend itself. It is pushed past that point. It no longer has to spend effort protecting itself. The bare well, minimum but but that's, the, um, that, that's the fantasy, which maybe sometimes works out, but maybe sometimes doesn't. Isn't, isn't it possible that we create as much strife as, as we might eliminate by being an activist military? Um, I really, okay, a lot of those myths where they say, well, America pushing around um, has caused more harm to us really come from Soviet propaganda during the Cold War and also, to a lesser extent, Chinese propaganda during the Cold War. They did this every time we tried to stick our hands in foreign events. Why American projection helps us is it helps contain threats. When America is able to project to keep the second world from growing itself industrial, from industrially, from growing itself militarily, that means we're never on the back foot. We're always the ones steering the world. The world will never have the ability to push us around and threaten our liberty. See, when America is in a constant state of power, America will never have to mobilize and harm the liberty of its citizens. World War II mobilization probably won't have to happen because we've prevented any peer power from existing. Well, we, uh, we did that when we achieved uh, military supremacy that others didn't have the economic power to equal. But if, if you look at us and say maybe that we're in a period of decline economically so that, yeah, we've got the biggest, toughest military – but maybe we're, we're waning in terms of our economic engine because we certainly aren't as liberty-driven on the home front as we once were. We've got a big, morbidly obese government that sucks huge amounts of money out of us and, and spends it maybe without much regard for what it's doing and who, whose uh, rights on the planet it's, it, it, it's uh, messing with when projecting our military power around the world. You know, aren't you concerned at all that there's a danger that if we're spending almost a trillion dollars a year on, on military activity, that, that that's a self-sustaining engine that is looking for ways to find conflict that needs to be averted by injecting ourselves into it? Well, no, I don't believe so, because um, if the military-industrial complex wanted more money, they would take from the black budget, which they've already started to do. So there's no real incentive to get into wars. They're already producing and taking money from the state. They're already benefiting. They're Wait, so the, the military machinery is so big and powerful now that it gets appropriations that people don't see? I'm sure that's a thing. Yeah, that black, bus, black budget investigations don't really happen. But um, the military has, on occasion, spent over the allotted uh, money sent to the Pentagon. Okay. So that means every 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 dollar spent after that comes from the black budget, which they're going to have to. You can't just stop funding the Department of Defense instantly. Um, well, but, you can have ask them to live within their means, so they could leave a buffer. What what's the most of the shortfall that we've ever had on an annual budget? Do you know? Um, I don't have the exact number in front of me. Do you? Um, I've, I've, do you know an approximate one? Because I've never heard this idea before of, of spending beyond 
military. Uh, Hold up, let me let me get to my computer. No, 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 I don't want you going to your... No, no, that's all right. I don't want you... It's not that important to have an exact number. I just thought you might have something off the top of your head. But but the the whole idea is a scary one. That is that our military obligations are so big that it's already the biggest thing we spend money on. And it, it equals what several other countries, uh, the next several other countries biggest uh, with the biggest militaries are spending combined. So we are the dominant military. And I, I see your argument that because we're dominant, we avoid wars. But I don't trust government. It sounds like you trust government. I don't trust them that they're not squandering uh, billions of dollars in Hartford. Forget about trillions of dollars in in Washington, and they're thirty-one trillion dollars in debt that they admit to, so they're not very responsible. How do we trust them with doing that kind of overspending on on the military? Well, I don't subscribe to the idea that we should have, we should be pouring infinite money into the Pentagon. But my main point was actually that when libertarians like Ron Paul focus entirely on the fact that we have the ability to project power. Mm-hmm. Once again, their complaint is the American empire, which doesn't really exist. There's, we don't have colonial holdings. Um, when their complaint is the American empire, they're striking mainly at the fact that we have power, not, not the level of which. I believe that we do have some room to tone down some of our power projection. But I think just the concept of looking at the world, seeing Russia and China and North Korea and pointing your finger at America. I got gotcha. you. I get you, because because uh, that feels like a, uh, just a reverse bias with that's automatic. That's your concern. Yes. All right, that's a really interesting point, James. Thank you for bringing it up. Good to talk with you. Thank you, Todd. Good to talk with James. Fourteen now, old man that he is. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. It's crazy that he's that old. Do you remember when you were that old? You didn't get upset about American military spending debates, huh? Oh, you're so old-fashioned. Come on, Roland. Let's talk to Tom in Southington. Hi, Tom. Hey, how are you? Thank you for the call, sir. You want to comment on uh, the, the marriage conversation? I would love to. So this past November, I was married for 45 years. Yep. And when people... You know, over the years, and I'm I'm actually young for being married 45 years. We were 20 and 21. Congratulations. But people go like this. How You know, what do you do? How do you make it work? Especially over these years, so many divorces. What's the answer? I always have said that it's not how good you get along on good days. It's how good you get along on bad days. Because tomorrow's always a new day. That's a... <laughs> is that your own creation? That's a great yeah, saying. Well, you know what? Until this past year, it, I used to say it's not how long, how well you get along when you're getting along. It's how well you get along when you're not. Yeah. But I added the I added the day part to it just this year. But I, I everyone who's ever heard it is like, oh, that's awesome. It you is know? awesome. That's, that's, that's a good way. You to can put it right into your book, Tom's book of of life saving sayings. Uh, I could. I have. I, I got another one for you if you want to hear sure. it. Sure. All right. I'm going to use the word jerk instead of a. Okay. You with me? Yep. The, the only a's in this world are the ones who think they're not. Okay. Oh, that's they cool. don't. 
That's a really good. No clue. You forgot to use the word jerk, though, and it works great with the word jerk. Yeah, well, I I was using that to describe how it is, but it's true. Go to a wedding, right? And uh, you got this guy out there on the dance floor. You know, he thinks his stuff doesn't stink or not, and he doesn't care. You know, but you got people who care about what they think, and they're more careful. So the only jerks in this world are the ones who think they're not. Tom, thank you so much. That's awesome. I love your sayings. Call once a week at least with a saying. Let's talk to one, and he's got his wife trapped in the car and forcing her to come on the air with us. Sarah, hi. Hi, Todd. You hit the nail on the head, didn't you? With which comment? Forcing me to talk on air. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> what did you think about that idea? It's all over uh, the kind of, uh, you know, New York Times suggestions for lifestyle trends that uh, couples are, are considering, and some are doing it, living separately rather than together as a way to perpetuate their connections. I don't, I, I don't think that works for everyone, but I don't know if I really have a problem with it. Um, I think that, it promotes you each having your own separate lives, and then when you miss each other, you can come together. That I think that's, that's the idea. That, in, why yeah, be compelled to be together? Exactly. The royals sleep in two. You know, you watch The Crown; they sleep in two separate bedrooms. Yes, but they hate they each, other. each other. <laughs> that's probably why they never visit each other. All they care <laughs> about is money and power. The the royals. Yeah, that's. That's you know, I care about those things, too. I care a little bit about money and power, but I wouldn't want to sleep another bed than with my wife. Well, we're not talking about what somebody else wants. No, no, like I wouldn't want to live apart from her. Like, you know, I, I could go do my thing during the day and everything, and, you know, we have separate lives. We, we, we were just commenting on that, that we, we carry ourselves Yeah, you have your autonomy. You have your things you have to go do every day. And at the end of the day, you come together, and the joy of the coming together is is catching up and reconnecting. I would be very lonely if I wasn't with Yeah, my fear with, again, Todd, it would work for some people, um, but my fear with living apart is that the distance would just grow wider and wider and wider. You think you would forget all about Juan if you didn't see him every day? Well, that would be easy to do. So, like I said, it just wouldn't work in our situation. (laughs) Sarah, you're awesome. I'm sorry we're out of time, so we've got to run. But thank you so much for a great call, you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, enjoy living in the same house. Why not? 860-522-9842. Mark Christopher saying, whoo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.